This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, y'all, this is Derek Hopkins, and you're listening to Inside the Tunnel. Get out of here and get something cold to drink. <laughs> Y'all want to, too. You know it. All right. Let it rip. Let it rip. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Inside the Tunnel. Tonight, we have a very, very special guest. Before we introduce him, tonight we are joined by Evan G. Watkins. Evan, how are you tonight? I can't complain. Just trying to stay stay safe and trying to stay healthy. How are you doing? I'm doing well, doing the same here. Just another day in quarantine. But tonight, we have another very special guest, a former Virginia Tech player and current Highland Springs defensive line coach. We have Derek Hopkins. Derek, how are you doing tonight? Oh, man, I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Just staying safe, staying, uh, trying to stay healthy, man. That's about it. Tonight, we kind of want to go through your career just in a chronological order, starting off with your decision to come to tech. And I know that for you, you had an older brother that attended Virginia tech, which probably facilitated your move to tech. But I'm just curious, what was it like your high school days? Did you know right away you wanted to become a Hokie? Uh, I did not, man. Going into ninth grade, I wasn't really, uh, I played since I was five. Um, Didn't really pay attention to college, really. Uh, college football, at least, until I got to got to high school and my brother started getting recruited. And I was like, okay, yeah, let me check some schools out and see what's going on. Um, but, you know, when Tech started recruiting him and they, they started to look at, look at me as well. So um, it, that, that bond was kind of created early for me because my brother was going through it. Uh, and I was, you know, two years younger than him, so I was kind of going walking with him or behind him as he went. Uh, so I kind of saw things. Uh, before a normal recruit would, um, but you know it was fun. I enjoyed it. How was you know being a being a coach? Now you kind of get some insight with uh, the recruiting process of today. But back, you know, when you were being recruited, that was a different time. There wasn't all of the hype, all of the media coverage, all of you know Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of that. So how was it different for you than what you see on a day to day basis today? Oh, it's it's a totally <laughs> different than back when I was in school. I mean, uh, back when we wasn't on lockdown, you know, camps uh, were a big part of recruit, recruiting now. Uh, back when I was being recruited, I went to maybe four or five camps, you know, which is different colleges and uh, big camps at the schools. But now it's, it's just a whole big, you know, you got to be, you got to go to all these schools and got to go to all these camps and uh, social media is a big part and recruiting uh, uh, coaches hitting you up on Twitter, all these social medias. So it's the 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 recruiting game is totally different from uh, when I was going through it. And it's you know I, I always started getting recruited in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. So it's not a big 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 gap. Um, but from now and then it's a it's a totally different 
different ball game, um, which is which is kind kind of a good thing in itself because you get to talk to more coaches, and you get to see more players with all the huddle and all the access you have to film and stuff like that. So um, it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing, um, but it has the pros and cons. I want to talk about your relationship with your brother because I find it very interesting. When you look at Virginia Tech, obviously they're they're selling the family pipeline and a lot of brothers playing at Virginia Tech. But in your situation, it's kind of like you're playing and competing with your brother. So what was it like living with him, playing with him, competing with him, playing the same position? Um, it wasn't really a, a competition. Um, the coaches never like put us against, against each other. Um, it was always, you know, Derek would play the right side, Anthony would play the left side, and you guys would, you know, try to, you know, gain that role or gain that spot in front of, you know, a guy in front of you. Or it wasn't like a, a competition between each other, uh, which is a good thing. Um, it wasn't, you know, we trying to fight to fight, <clears throat> fight in the house to try to see who gonna who gonna get the spot this week. Um, but uh, it, it was fun, man. It's it always fun to play with your your family member or your, somebody you're close to, um, going through it is, is, is you don't really think about it. You just, you out there playing, out there having fun. Um, he's going through it. Oh, my brother's there. Okay, cool. I'm trying to make this tackle right here. Um, but as you look, sit back and look at it now and kind of, kind of think about it, it's like, man, that, that was a pretty cool opportunity that we, we got to do and got to play, uh, on the, at Virginia Tech and, and then, um, look, college level so what would you say is your your best kind of your favorite moment of playing with him at Virginia Tech because I mean you've gotten to play in some big games you got to play you know in some large stadiums and national television you know what what kind of with him did you ever have that moment where you just kind of look around and you're like this is kind of unreal that you're sitting here playing with your brother in this stage you know you know how was that was there anything that sticks out to you um, it, I'd probably say the, the, the biggest game, um, which, you know, me and him always kind of looked forward to was, um, I forget which year, I think it was 2011, we played Georgia Tech, and we, me and him were both starting, I think it was either 11 or 12, I can't remember the year, but we both were starting, and, you know, people hate playing Georgia Tech, and they used, used to cut a lot, and all this stuff, but me and him, was, it, that, those games were, I feel like, um, we were like built for kind of short, quick, and like squeeze through gaps to get skinny and stuff like that. Um, I think we both had ten plus tackles and uh, kind of like held 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 the middle down and, and kind of just uh, control control the game. And under old Georgia, if you can control the dive, then you can control the whole game. So uh, we took on that challenge and and did pretty well with it. Um, but I forget I forget what the exact year, but um, against Georgia Tech was was always a big, big joy for us because we get to kind of just forget all the rules, all the rules are taken out of it. Just go, just go play football and go attack and just just go have fun. So now with the off season, it gives us more time to look back at at some of the best moments of Virginia Tech football, and especially with the quarantine now. Uh, just remembering guys like Charlie Wiles, your position coach, and Bud Foster, and you know now they're both gone from Virginia Tech. But starting with Charlie Wiles, I mean, what were your favorite memories? What was your thoughts on him? Uh, coach Wiles, man, great guy. Um, 
always always was real to you. Um, always yeah, respectful. Um, but respectful, but still still got after you. Um, but I mean, it, it, me and Coach Wiles, you know, Coach was my position coach, so me and him had probably had the most uh, interact interactions w- with each other. Um, so, I mean, it, it's fun, man. It's just, uh, just kind of sit back and think. Because uh, Wells is always the energizer guy, always going, uh, always upbeat, up-tempo, uh, things like that, man. Uh, fun coach to, to, to play for. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you know what about uh, what about Coach Foster? I mean, obviously with him him retiring, it's kind of fresh in a lot of Virginia Tech fans' eyes. How you know how was your relationship with him? And you know, I just kind of want to know with him being. I mean, he's 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 a Hall of Fame defensive coordinator. There's no question about it. Does he you know with your relationship with him and the guys at your school's relationship with him? Does Highland Springs have you all ever like reached out to him? Has he helped assist in anything with the defense? Um, you know, kind of what's your relationship with him? After football, um, after football, I haven't spoken to him. Uh, after he retired, I spoke to him during this season, and uh, you know, during this that, that last season. But I haven't spoken to him after he he retired. But uh, I see his Facebook posts and Facebook p- pictures and all that good stuff. So I'm, I'm, he looks he looks happy. It looks like he's enjoying his retirement, spending time with his family, which is important uh, with his new wife and all that good stuff. But uh, Coach Foster was a uh, was a fiery coach, um, get a coach that will you know get get after get 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 in your butt a little bit, uh, but al- always show that love afterwards and always was respectful to you. Um, but in the midst of a game, he might come at you. <laughs> he might come at you. You might want to watch out. But uh, afterwards, he, he he was always a cool, calm, uh, calm type of guy. Um, but great coach, uh, and I definitely was an honor playing for him. Uh, so yeah, man. And I, I know we'll get into it in a little bit about you coaching now, but looking back at Charlie Wiles and Bud Foster, do you take inspiration from some of the things they taught you and try to relay that to some of your players now? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I take a lot of stuff that I did at Tech and I bring it to the high school level, which, you know, a lot of coaches don't do not do not do that. Don't, I didn't, don't have the opportunity to – or have, have the opportunity to play college and come back and uh, use the same stuff they learned in college and the pros and bring back to high school. Um, so I think, uh, you know, me, coach, me doing that, going to college level and playing the pros for a little bit, I've learned a lot, a lot of knowledge I can bring back to the high school level and uh, help my guys out and help my guys you know, grow and become um, better, than, better than I was, especially at an at a, at a early age. With, uh, you know, you, you mentioned uh, a little bit the the pro career. Let's talk about, you know, after Virginia Tech and uh, going into the NFL, kind of what was your experience, uh, you know, getting to see it at the highest level? A lot of people don't get to achieve that. Uh, so what was that like for you? Uh, it, it was fun, man. I, I got uh, I got kicked out a little bit earlier than I, I would like. Not kicked out, but uh, I got an early, reti- <laughs> early retirement. Uh, but uh, it was fun, man. I, I was what they call a, a journeyman. I was with four teams in about two and a half, three years. Uh, so I kind of bounced around a bit, bit different squads and things like that. But it was fun. I, I, I enjoyed my time. Met a lot of good players and a lot of good coaches, and I learned a lot. So definitely can take what I learned 
and all the schemes I played in, the, the relationship goals and the uh, leadership, character, all that stuff that I've learned through my time and bring it back and help out uh, you know, the guys that I, I coach now and guys who I talk to and et cetera. So it was fun. During the, the time that you spent in the NFL, who would you say, uh, if you can remember, was maybe like, you know, one of the toughest matchups you went against or who was – you know, who was somebody that, like, you, even somebody that you maybe practiced against that that was just on a whole nother level? You know, those guys in the NFL, obviously the best of the best, but who was the best that you faced uh, that you can remember? Oh, man. I, honestly, I, I do not know, man. I, I played against a lot of good guys, man. It, it wasn't wasn't one that, that kind of just stumped me. Um, I know when I was in college, I had uh, one game, I was going against a. Uh, I forgot his name, but he was, he, he was a guard for UNC, and he got drafted, like, first or second round. Uh, he was pretty good. That kind of gave us, a, uh, as, as a whole team, a, 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 the biggest struggle. But uh, in the pros, man, I mean, everybody was good, and we just were out there competing, man. Nobody was really overly, uh, you know, just overly, overly good like that. Um, but everybody's great, and everybody is just competing on a high level. So, um, I can't, I can't, can't pinpoint one guy right now. If, if I had the time to think about it, and I probably could uh, say one guy, but everybody was, everybody I went against was pretty good and uh, had that good moment. So, so after your NFL career ends, you decide to pick up coaching and you go back to Highland Springs where you played high school ball. But I'm just curious because it, it sounds like a lot of guys going with the plan that after their playing career is over, that they're immediately going to jump into coaching. What was it for you that really drew you to coaching? Um, <clears throat> so, you know, after my playing plan time and I was on that, uh, on, on my, I, I got picked up by the Falcons and released. So I was, you know, waiting to get a call. Uh, and at, at that time I, I had got married. So I had a, you know, a wife and I was starting to start, starting my family up. Um, you know, and, and my, my next transition was, you know, if I, if I if I'm at home, I'm, I'm going to be at home Springs trying to coach and trying to give the guys better as well. Um, and that, that, that's really kind of what started my, my coaching career. I, I knew, um, you know, I can come back, you know, to Holland Springs with coach Johnson and, uh, you know, help out as much as I can. And uh, I got the opportunity to join the staff, uh, when I fully, fully was uh, done playing football, I joined the staff and was been, been there for six years now. Um, but I, I knew if I was in in Richmond in 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 the Hollow Springs area or in in this in this area that I was gonna be coaching there and just kind of helping out where I could. But uh, um, yeah, man, I just was just had to stay around the game and had to just still be involved in and helping help a young man become become men. So that's my the biggest uh biggest biggest passion helping young guys become better than they are and become better men. So. What's it what's it like coming back and and coaching at, you know, your old high school and kind of where you first kind of love f fell in love with the game of football? You know, what's it like to uh, to be able to go full circle and give back there? It's fun, man. It's it's it's, it's coming back and the kids are the school the kids are different than when I when I went there. Uh so you got a whole new new realm of things, man, but it's fun to get coming back and uh just seeing uh uh Former teachers that that you that's still there that I, uh, that uh, um, 
I had class with and uh, just just seeing different people in the, the community and uh, just just going back and helping the the guys out, man, is is, is a big blessing to me and uh, a great opportunity for me to to help help shape somebody's life for the better. Um, so yeah, man, it's, it's fun and it's great 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 opportunity. Do you still have family in the area? Oh yeah, man, I, I'm born and raised in Richmond. I got my mom and the mom and dad still live in Richmond. Uncles, aunts, grandparents. <laughs> Everybody is, is in Richmond, so um, my, my brother just, just moved to North Carolina, but uh, everybody, my, my two grandparents live on the same street, just opposite ends. Um, everybody lives in maybe like a 25-mile radius of each, of each other, so um, all my family is still in Richmond, so uh, I got a good, uh, good nice you know, home, home, home base uh, here set up, so. So we have a bunch of questions from our board, uh, from some members that submitted questions. And I have to be honest, a lot of them are about trying to recruit guys from Highland Springs <laughs> to Virginia Tech. So just giving you the heads up now. Uh, I got you. <laughs> so with that being said, the first question is from the Quick VT. He wants to know how much interaction do you have on a daily basis with Kelvin Gilliam, a four-star defensive end prospect? Um, and he wants to know how to get him to Virginia Tech, but I think maybe an overarching question here is just your general philosophy when you're talking to some of your players. Do you tend to give them advice on, you know, what you went through in the recruiting process, or do you add anything? Do they come to you for advice? Um, a little bit of both, man. I don't either try to sway nobody to go to Virginia Tech or try to you know, force them to do anything. It's, it's their choice, their life, uh, and the decisions they have to make for themselves. Um, of course, I, I can give my, my experiences, uh, what I went through, um, how I feel about the program. Uh, but the end, the end, end all is, is their decision. Uh, he has to make that decision uh, with him and his family. Um, I can only give my experiences to uh, the players, but um, – Everybody always asks me that. You know, I get that a lot. Hey, man, what's going on? Why, why can't uh, <laughs> you get get Kelvin over there? Hey, man, it's his, his choice. He's a smart, smart, smart young, young man with a with a great uh, family home home system. Um, he's he's gonna make the right decisions for him and his family and his future. So uh, all I can do is, is, is give my experiences and give my you know things I've been through and my, my enjoyment of Virginia Tech. Uh, but in the end, that's, that's his his decision, and uh, he has to make that make that choice. Um, but Kelvin is a, is, a, is a good kid, good player, uh, going to be a, a good college athlete. Uh, hopefully, he'll make it to the pros and have a chance to make make uh, a lot of money. You know, doing something he he, he loves to do and a, a child's game. But uh, uh, him picking the school that's that's going to be his choice. <laughs> He got he got he got a lot of choices, uh, but it's gonna be his his choices, uh, whichever he feels comfortable with. So, I I actually wanted to know this is one that that a question that I had. What are your thoughts on uh, on Virginia Tech bringing back Jay Ham and Daryl Tapp, uh, bringing them back to the staff? Kind of what does that say, you know, to you all? Do you interact with those guys? What's your relationship with them? And just being an alumni as well from Virginia Tech, kind of what's that? say about uh you know virginia tech welcoming back a few other former players obviously pearson prelude is is there as well 
Um, you know, so so kind of what are your thoughts with uh, with those guys being hired and being on tap on uh, on staff up there? Uh, I think it's it's a good move. Um, I don't know Coach Hamilton is, was was there. You know, with with Coach Coach Foster, um, it's kind of been around the program, kind of know you know kind of know the Virginia Tech way in a sense. Um, so I know it's going to you know, continue that the good defense and uh, strong mentality and toughness and grit, all that stuff like that, and uh, having D Tap back is is good, man. He, he has a lot of experience. From Virginia, he has, still has you know has relationships with seven five seven, eight oh four, and etc. Uh, you know, played in the league and knows a lot of good information. So I think it's a good move having um, brought both of those on, especially if you're gonna, uh, especially when they, when they got got rid of uh, Coach Wild. So um, having having Tap come back is, is, is a big move for uh, for them and and uh, especially for, for the D line. So. The next question comes from Hokey Harv One. He wants to know: Are there any names of Highland Spring players to keep an eye on? Uh, you know, we talked about Kelvin Gilliam, maybe some other guys that you think will end up having big recruiting processes and maybe going P five. Um. Yeah, I talked about Kelvin. Uh, talking about D line wise, I have a uh, sophomore that's going to be a uh, junior next year. He's he's a DN slash D tackle. Uh, he's still in that in that um, middle range. Um, he he just got offered by Virginia Tech, I think a week ago. Um, we got a lot of a lot of good DBs. Uh, Our Springs has always been known for DB guys who can who can run and can jump uh, and have you know great speed. Um, yep, a lot of good DBs out there that that's that's, that's getting a lot of attention. Um, I think one has an offer at the moment, maybe two. Uh, have off, offer from Virginia Tech, but um, you know we got a lot of good guys and a lot of good players that uh, are going to uh, you know hopefully make that choice. But uh, it's, it's, it's solely up to them and that family. So uh, a couple of people who were asking about Ryan Smith, Virginia Tech just hired him out of out of James Madison. Um, has a lot of ties in Richmond is kind of taking over the Richmond area as a recruiter for Virginia Tech. Now, I know with spring evals, he hasn't had a chance to really get on the road and do anything, kind of be in Highland Springs and the other schools. But I'm just curious. I don't know how much you carry or do recruiting with Highland Springs, um, but if, you know, if, if you've interacted with him, what your thoughts are with him, or if you've kind of like heard about him or anything like that. Oh, yes. I, I, I met him and heard about him. Um, I don't. I don't handle the recruiting at Holland Springs. We have a couple of guys that, that kind of focus in on that and, and uh, really do a great job with that. Um, you know, I, I kind of stick with, uh, you know, DTAP and, you know, the D-line per se, uh, just having conversations about that and the guys I have at, on the D-line. But um, I, I've met Coach uh, uh, Smith and I had small conversations, not 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 big-time conversations with him, but uh, he seems like a good coach and, a good a good fit to what they what they're trying to do so um you know hopefully they uh continue that the uh, dbu and getting that uh you know squared away and uh, on the same the same track that that uh they've been on for for since coach foster's been here a lot of people are wondering uh kind of what is virginia tech's presence in richmond uh i know Virginia Tech just landed Jalen Jones, a guy out of TJ, uh, last week. But you know, a lot of 
a lot of fans are just wondering how does Virginia Tech get back to Richmond and, and start getting a lot of talent there. In your eyes, what is kind of the prestige of Virginia Tech in the Richmond area? Um, it's still good, man. Um, I think the biggest thing that we need to get get back on is is just building relationships um, with the players. Of course, it's, there's still uh, relationships with coaches in the area, of course. Uh, but the biggest thing with, with players nowadays is, is just relationships. Um, you know, if, if a player has a good relationship with a coach, he's going to be, you know, willing to learn more about the program or learn more about, um, you know, things that's going on there. Um, so I think the biggest thing is just building relationships with players. Um, you know, everything is on social media, and uh, the person that's going to, that shows the most love, especially on like, social media, you got to call them and all that stuff like that. Um, you won't get the you know the, the the biggest biggest nod or the biggest look look at. Um, so just, just building those relationships back in the area, uh, in the eight hundred four seven five seven and et cetera, man. That, I think that, that that's that's key to kids nowadays is just building relationships. Um, so yeah, man. Um, Brooklyn Hokie wants to know what are your thoughts on Virginia Tech's hiring Daryl Tap? We talked about a little bit, but also Beer, uh, Bill Terenlick. Both of the uh, the defensive line coaches up there. I don't know if you have interacted. I've obviously probably interacted more with Daryl, but have you met uh, you know Coach Tierney and and you know his his resume? Kind of what do you think about him and and uh, think Virginia Tech can do moving forward with those guys on the D line? Um, I have not met him before, um, but I think um, what he brings and the style of defense that Tech is going to run. It's a definitely a, a D lineman friendly friendly defense. Uh, and what I mean by that is, is it's all a attack defense. It's, it's really no you have rules, uh, but it's just it's more focused on getting off the ball, getting vertical, going and make a lot of plays. Um, you know, and of course, Frost's system. You had one gap. You had to control your gap. Had to control uh, you know the man and rip off and flatten out and etc. Uh, with the with the, the scheme that they're they're going to be playing with this year, that uh, Tap played in a lot in Detroit, and uh, what uh, coaches has been uh, coaching the NFL is attack, 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 and and uh, get out the quarterback. And we we going we going to attack and react to to what's going on, um, which which is, is a definitely a, a D line D lineman like like gift because you can just you just go and just have fun and just play. Um, which, which is going to bring a, a lot of, I think, uh, uh, intensity, a lot of, a lot more uh, uh, excitement to to the D line and, and to the defense. Um, but uh, I haven't, I've not met Coach, but seems like a good guy. Has a lot, lot of experience. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do this year. Hokey Joe three. He wants to know why Highland Springs is so successful, in your opinion. <laughs> oh man, we, we for one we got great players. A uh, great community, um, uh, guys that that are uh, bought into Coach Johnson's and, and our coaching staff's uh, plan and how we want to do it. Um, but we have a lot, a lot, a lot of good guys, good athletes, man. And we just we just go and play, man. We go and grind, and we spend time with each other, and uh, you know we watch film, and of course we do all the uh, conditioning and all that good stuff, man. But the, the biggest thing is it's relationships. Um, if, if you get the kids to to buy into what you're doing, it it, it just it just makes the program go. Uh, 
you know, of course, winning helps helps that as well. Um, but um, just 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 having fun, man, and just get, getting back to the old school. You know, slowly, not stressing, just going playing football. Um, a lot of people just, just trying to press and try to do all this extra stuff. You just know, stop, get back to having fun, blocking, tackling, catching, throwing, and just get to the basics and just go and have fun. Uh, of course, there's schemes and other different things you do, um, but the biggest thing is building, building, building young young men up to to be better men. And just having fun and playing playing a child's game, um, I think that that's the that's that's pretty pretty much the the, the biggest thing, man. Just relationships, building men uh, to become better, and just having fun playing a game. Uh, a few people have asked, and I know being a uh, a a high school coach right now eats up a lot of time. But you know, how often do you get back to Blacksburg? And kind of what's the the relationship like there when you do get back with, you know, how Virginia Tech treats uh, alumni and, and helps you all kind of facilitating, uh, you know, tickets and things like that. Do, do you all, do you get to do any of that or, or just be, being a high school coach, does that kind of take up too much of your time? Do you get back, you know, what's your, uh, what's your stance with, uh, with getting back to Blacksburg and checking out games? Uh, I normally try to get back to at least one game a year. Um, I didn't, I didn't get to one last year. Uh, just because of uh, football and work and family, try to balance everything together. But uh, I try to get back once a year. And uh, ticket-wise, you know, I coach. I normally just, you know, um, some players be going up or want to go. We just kind of ride up there and then go to the games or whatever or um, meet up with some former players and we just go to the games and just have a good time. But um, I have not been back as much as my brother. My brother goes – Pretty often, I think he has season tickets, <laughs> uh, so he has that. But uh, I have I have not been back that often uh, since I left. I try to get to at least one or two two games a year. But um, hopefully this year I can I can get get back and do a little bit more once all this uh, Corona is and Corona stuff is is is, uh, is gone. But uh, hopefully I can get back into ten more games. Knawa's zero three, and feel free not to hold back on this one. But he wants to know: Do you see a difference in physicality and toughness from Virginia Tech right now versus your time at Virginia Tech? Oh man, uh, that's always a a, a big debate because um, you know everybody thinks when they went to school or when they played, they was the toughest, the baddest, and the biggest and the strongest you know, era of, of ever. Um, but it's hard to say, man. I, I can't say it's, it's, it's not as tough as when I played and et cetera, because the guys before me probably said the same thing about me. Um, but the guys are hard workers. Um, they, 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 they play the game well and, uh, they, they follow, follow the traditions of normal fo- hockey football. But, uh, of course, things and go as well as we, they, we thought, uh, hopefully we can get back on track to uh, being a dominant defense, but um, the guys work, work their butts off, man, and, and grind in, in the offseason to get to get to where they are, man. They're, they're good athletes, good players, so I'm not going to say that they we were tougher or an exception, but them guys work hard and, and, and play the game that they love to play. So um, I know that this season that they're going to, you know, do the same thing and, and the grind and get to get better and become better, so. 
Now, obviously, uh, you, you played under under Frank Beamer. Um, now he's retired. Justin Fuente is uh, is at the helm, going on uh, year five. Uh, you know, he's had kind of an interesting run. ACC championship game appearance, then won nine games the next year. Barely missed out on ACC championship game appearance again. Uh, you know, then had a tumble. Uh, Virginia Tech's first losing season in probably almost thirty years, I think it was. Uh, you know, now they're kind of coming back up. You know, looks like they're they're ascending, and and looks like they could be in for a big year this year. What are your thoughts on Virginia Tech under Justin Fuente, and kind of where do you see the Hokies' ceiling under him? Do you think that he can get back to winning ACC championship games like you all did, or do you think he can get to uh, maybe even get into the playoffs? You know, what do you think his ceiling is uh, with with what you've seen as a fan and a former player? Um, it, it's hard to say. I know, um, last couple of years, they, they've been young, especially last year. We had, had a lot, a lot of young guys, man. Um, a lot of guys with, they didn't have a lot of experience, which, you know, playing college level, man, experience is, is, is a big thing. You can, you can be the biggest, strong and fastest guy, but, uh, if you don't have the experience that, that knowledge and what you're seeing and see it right now, it, it can definitely slow you down. Excuse me. But, um, you know, going into it like a whole whole year, those guys are going through the whole 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 last year and playing and getting better. Um, nine times out of ten, they're definitely going to get better than than they were last year. And I'm looking forward to seeing how they, how they play and how they, um, you know, how they how they learn this new system um, that uh, Coach Hampton is, is going to display and how they react to the coaching staff. It's it's it's, it's, it's going to be interesting because you know they got a new staff. But we had, you know, uh, quarantine. <laughs> so when things start to open back up, we start to interact and try to get uh, uh, all the stuff in, you know, uh, working through plays, working through alignments, working through uh, change of uh, change of schemes. It's going to be interesting, but I know the guys can, can handle it and, and get through it in, in a positive way um, and uh, be successful with it. Uh, but it's, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how, how, how it plays out. Uh, fresh through quarantine, you can't. You know, the biggest thing with with transition is being together and learning things. You know, uh, through through the process, and the process is kind of, you know, you you can go through stuff on Zoom and uh, try to you know walk, talk through plays and and etc. But getting out there on the field, live action, live, you know, with your team and with your brothers, that that's a big part of learning and and development of uh, a football team. Um, but you know, when you got transition, that can kind of bring in a. a some you know, uh, uh, not knowing what to do, not not knowing where to go, which you know, that this offseason would have helped out towards that. Um, but I'm sure that they're gonna be ready to go and ready to rock when that when that time comes. You know, with the with the quarantine coming or being in quarantine and not being able to be there and you know interacting with the players on a day to day basis and all of that, I wanted to ask you a little bit about Virginia Tech's youth at on, on the defensive line. Obviously, they had two true freshmen last year uh, that seemed to play pretty well. Uh, but taking that next step, I mean, from freshman to sophomore year is, is a is a considerable jump to make, uh, especially if you get an opportunity to play as a uh, as a true freshman. And not having that time in the spring, kind of what are your thoughts on, you know, how Virginia Tech can kind of mitigate that and, and just your overall thoughts on, uh, the, the youth of the defensive line and kind of what you saw from them last year uh, and what you were able to see? Oh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the biggest jump I had when I was in school was 
that spring practice time, you know, I played as a freshman, was behind John Graves uh, my, my uh, freshman year, and uh, I had a chance to become a starter. And my, my biggest jump came from my spring of my uh, freshman year going to my sophomore year, and I gained pretty much knowledge of the whole playbook in a sense of I knew what was going on. So that time, they kind of slowed down and kind of walked through the whole thing. Because you get there your freshman year, you, you're just trying to make it, you're trying to play. Um, so that when everything kind of slowed down, I was able to learn and just go through spring practice, uh, made me a better player. Um, but them not going through, going through spring practice, I mean, it depends on the person, uh, depends on how they grind in the off season. Um, of course you, you're not every gene tech, you're not, you know, working out with the, with the group, uh, but it's still things you can do to get better and, and get more prepared as far as watching film and, and doing uh, drills and doing hand 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 hand, hand drills and uh, watching w- watching YouTube's of other players and other D linemen to get better. Um, so it's other things you can do to to enhance your enhance your game, um, which I'm sure them guys are doing. But um, my biggest gain came my biggest gain came from that that spring spring practice and, and them not being able to do it. Um, it's kind of a it's kind of a thing, man. I, I kind of missed out on opportunity, uh, which you know, of course, they they can't couldn't control that. Uh, but it, it's definitely other ways to get better during this quarantine. And uh, you see, guys all, all the time working out, doing drills, and trying to find ways to get better during during this time. But um, I'm sure the guys the guys are working and grinding, and uh, are going to be ready to go when when that time comes. So that's all the questions we have for you. And honestly, thank you for being so gracious with your time. And this has been really insightful from your perspective, playing at Virginia Tech, going to the pros and becoming a coach. Honestly, I think it'll be a really fun listen for all the fans. Before we let you go, do you have anything you want to say to, you know, Hokie Nation or any promises you want to make about Highland Springs winning another championship? I know it's basically every season you guys get one, but, you know, just any final thoughts? Uh, no promises. I can't make any promises, but I know uh, us at Holland Springs, we're, we're grinding, we're getting better. Uh, even 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 through quarantine, the guys are working. Uh, we have our meetings every week uh, just to talk, just to have fun, just to laugh and joke. Um, also to kind of go through uh, some plays and make sure the guys are, are ready to rock when uh, that time comes and everything kind of gets, get back to uh, working with each other and all that good stuff. Um, I can't make, make any promises with I don't strings over Gene Tech, but I, I know everybody's working, everybody's uh, uh, grinding, grinding coaches and players to uh, get back to that, to uh, to winning next year and, and, and to uh, not get back, but to uh, get better and uh, stay on top and stay, 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 uh, just stay grinding and stay, um, stay uh, uh, doing well, man. Um, but I look forward to next year uh, coaching and watching the Hokies play. I know that they're going to do well. Uh, and uh, have, have a good season. So, Once again, thank you for your time and to all the listeners out there. Stay safe, and we'll be back soon. Hey, y'all, this is Derek Hopkins, and you're listening to Inside the Tunnel. Boom, that was perfect. Is that good? <laughs> is that good? That, yeah, nice energy on it, too. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. 
CBS Sunday, after The Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.